What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Raw Select Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show, right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Welcome friends, you're listening to another episode of the Blue in Green Podcast. My name's Imran, uh, thank you very much for tuning in, uh, massively appreciate your time and your company as always. Uh, the Blue in Green Podcast uh, runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, uh, the 21st century soul, jazz, funk, Latin and hip hop uh, radio station broadcasting from london uh, you can find us at www.blueingreenradio.com that is also the website where you can find the complete catalog of blue and green podcasts uh, as well as our blue and green radio li- uh, live stream which uh, features shows uh, we're incredibly fortunate enough to be hosting from uh, the states from uh, japan from australia and london and of course london so um, as always i would love your company and for you to check out the incredible array of shows that we have on our on our radio station so thanks very much for uh, giving that a go and thanks very much for tuning in to the blue and green podcast typically we like to spend time with blue and green radio presenters uh, we talk to them from across the world and we talk about their shows we talk music and we we geek out um, but we also have the incredible luxury well i have the incredible luxury of meeting uh, through these podcast episodes, talking to artists that I'm crazy about, uh, about music I'm crazy about. Uh, today's episode uh, sees me with the incredible fortune of uh, being able to spend some time with uh, Robert Fleming from Crowd Company, from the UK's very own Crowd Company. They're an amazing funk and soul band who have uh, two records under their belt already, a third due uh, super early in 2020, so really excited about that. And uh, we're getting to talk to uh, Rob about the music that Crowd Company have have um, unveiled thus far. We also have, uh, you know, how the band came together and how the band has evolved and formulated themselves over the uh, the years that, and time that they've spent together. Uh, the reason, though, uh, that we're talking to uh, Mr. Fleming is because of the incredible Vintage League uh, showcase that's coming up on the 25th of October, Friday the 25th of October. Um, I mean... This is this is as dreaming gig as you could get for Funk and Soul fans. Uh, so Friday, 25th of October at the Hundred Club uh, in London, we have Al- the Alan Evans Trio, which is a band. Well, hang on, I'll get to that in a second. We have the Alan Evans Trio. We have Crowd Company, the Joe Tatton Band, uh, Joe Tatton from the New Master Sounds, and DJ Calamity Jade. All on one night, all on one bill. This is going to be such an incredible night of uh, of music, and it's just it's just musical bliss. It really is. Um, Alan Evans Trio. Um, they're celebrating the release of their uh, incredible new album that came out uh, earlier this year, and we were super lucky to be able to uh, communicate. Uh, to talk with Alan 
uh, for the for the Blue and Green website, Blue and Green Radio website, and we talked about the new album, and we talked about uh, Vintage League Music as well, which is the label he started and is now uh, co-run with Rob from Crowd Company, which is really exciting. Um, so we talked about that album as well. So this is uh, yeah, this is an incredible showcase for just an amazing label, which I would love. Um, to see flourish in it. they've got lots of stuff to youth, uh, 2020 as well so yeah really exciting to see them uh, grow and blossom and um, yeah really excited about it as you could tell so uh, yeah we speak to uh, Rob we're going to have that conversation coming up in a couple of minutes time we have uh, regular listeners of the podcast know that uh, two songs are featured uh, on uh, each of these episodes. Our guest uh, picks our closing number, so that will be down to Rob uh, nearer, obviously, the end of the show. Uh, for me, however, I have the luxury of picking our opening number, and it would be the rudest thing in the world not to pick a brilliant tune from Crowd Company uh, themselves. So um, I had to really go through their two albums, um, Stone and Sky and uh, Now or Never, um, I couldn't. I, it took me a while to decide, but I'm gonna go with uh, the brilliant track, which I, I love it. I love it a lot. There's a lot from Stone and Sky that I really wanted to um, to jump in with, but I'm gonna go with uh, "Saw You Yesterday." Super cool tune, and uh, make, and make a nice introduction, I think, to the band. So uh, thank you again to uh, Rob Fleming for taking the time to be a part of this episode. Really appreciate it, and uh, uh, we look forward to uh, more music. From Crowd Company, as uh, as uh, the weeks, months, years progress. So uh, yeah, shout out to all involved, and I very much hope you enjoy the episode today, friends. You can find us once again at www.blueingreenradio.com. So without further ado, uh, it's Crowd Company. So 
so much for taking the time today. I'm really looking forward to uh, spending some time and talking all things crowd company. Ah, pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Um, you've you have thrown my whole process into disarray, though I have to say, <laughs> because I had a whole bunch of things in a good way, in a really good way, <laughs> okay. and like I had a whole bunch of things to talk to you about, and then you completely blindsided me by saying we have a new single coming out in October 25th oh, yeah. <laughs> with an album to follow. It's like, what? This is very exciting news. Breaking news. <laughs> it is breaking news. This is very, very exciting. So, like, you have the new single coming out. Is it 25th of October? Yeah, that's right. 25th. The, and uh, an thing. album to follow after, yeah, like, soon afterwards, I guess? Well, the album's recorded. It's just, uh, it's just been just being mastered at the moment actually um but what we're going to do is release uh three singles throughout this year and then the album is going to come out um in january next year right yeah. a massively exciting time then it is yeah we're really happy with it actually we've uh you know it's uh it's always a great process recording an album and uh also kind of slightly nerve-wracking process because you you know you get to the end of it it's mixed and then you listen to it and put your listener kind of hat on and you know, just really enjoying listening to it. So really, really pleased with it. And uh, looking forward to getting getting it out there, you know. So is is sort of, what what's the nerve-wracking part in terms of starting the entire process or or people's reactions to it? No, actually not, well, you, you want people to like it, but it's more mm. getting it to a point where, you know, you're just really happy with it. So that's right from the... You know, you're writing, writing the material. There's the recording process. You hope that goes well. And you know, the thing about the recording is, it's it's as the name implies, it's capturing a, a moment in time. And you hope that that moment in time is when you know you're playing well and able to give it your best shot. So there's that mm. piece, and then there's the whole mixing it and just the the whole sound and vibe of it, and then how it all hangs together as an album. You know, and at that point, when you can listen to the final thing and listen back. You know, uh, that's when it's, uh, you go, oh, great. <laughs> it's kind of works out nicely. Yeah, or at that stage. It seems to, yeah, it seems to be very quick. I mean, in terms of, you had uh, Stone and Sky was only 2017, wasn't it? It was October 2017, is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's funny that. It feels it feels long. Well, I guess we recorded that in April, actually, of 17, mm. and then, you know, it came out then. But it, it seems longer ago. Um, but, yeah, it's not too long. Yeah, we started writing this album... I guess uh, early this year, and then we recorded it in July, and uh, uh, went over to to the states to Iron Wax Studios and recorded that. Got back, and then it's been you know mixing process since then. Uh, so we're just at the very tail end of the whole thing now. Mm. How does it work? Is it a very collaborative uh, process for everyone in the band, or uh, is it yourself that you sort of take a, a lead? and then sort of present ideas and then they're all fleshed out together or how's, how does it kind of work? Well, with this, no, I think with this one, um, you know, everybody was invited to come up with things and write songs and stuff. And where we ended up uh, in the end was a bit of a combination. So uh, I think on the album, I think f four of them I, I wrote. Um, uh, and then um, the rest of them were a combination of our keyboard player, Claudio, Corona and um, uh, one or other of our other singers, uh, Esther D and Joanne Marshall. So they did some writing partnerships, and then Claudio actually wrote the horn arrangements for the whole album as well. So it's several people, you know, several people involved in that. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's everybody brought something a little bit different to the to the party, and uh, 
you know, just really pleased. It's a good progression, I think, from the from the previous album. We're really happy with that. This one's, you know, I think progressed from from there. So it'll be interesting to see what everybody thinks of it. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Yeah, it's really exciting. It was an exciting message when you sent beforehand. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to to hearing it. I can uh, uh, assume this will be another Vintage League release? Yes, that's right. Yeah, it'll be out on that Vintage League label. Yeah, exactly. How did that come about in, in the first place? Obviously, I know you worked with uh, uh, the fantastic Alan Evans for the Now or Never album, uh, but yeah. then Stone the Sky comes out on Vintage League. How did that collaboration all, all come together? Well, basically, yeah, that's been a really interesting kind of time. I mean, we got to know him quite a while ago. We supported his Alan Evans trio band on their first tour of the UK, and I think it was the end of 2013, and then came, you know, pretty good friends and he mixed the album now and ever we didn't record it there though we recorded that over here but then the second album we recorded at his studio and he produced it um uh at the end of that album he said you know i've got a label you know how about you guys um you know releasing it a part of the label so we talked about it and it seemed to be a really good fit and that's basically what's happened um and with this with this album we've basically done the same again and uh it's part of the Vintage League. And actually, as the friendship developed, I've become a partner in the label as well. So oh, cool. he and I are kind of running the running the label and uh, releasing his stuff, our stuff. And we've actually got several other artists who are uh, putting stuff out um, later this year on VLM as well. So, yeah, things have really progressed quite nicely. I think there was no big grand plan. It just all kind of fell into place, you know, really nicely. So, yeah, that's how it's worked out. Is is running a label anything you sort of envisaged going into this whole process with music making in the first place? Did you ever think you'd be running a label with Evans? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I think I always thought I wanted to do something like that. I've always, you know, also done gig promotion. I've booked various bands and always been interested in, you know, the other side away from just playing the music, which was my first love, but you know, like the other stuff. So I've kind of had ideas about that for a while, but I, you know, I didn't have a grand plan. I certainly didn't envisage that I'd partner up with with Alan on this. But um, yeah, it's worked out really well, and we're we're great. I think we're great partners and friends through this. And uh, you know, we uh, we're very careful about it. We want to grow it very tastefully and organically. We're not looking to conquer the world. We just want to put out some good quality stuff that we really like. Mm. Um, see if other people like it as well i mean so far it's going going really well actually we've got some really good stuff lined up but uh yeah so this just kind of happened <laughs> it wasn't planned yeah it's it must have been very exciting were there any initial i don't know sort of being from on the artist side of it for so long and then yeah. sort of now crossing over to uh say the management side of it were there any uh initial surprises where you thought oh yeah that is a lot harder <laughs> <laughs> from this side uh, of it than I might have realized from the artist side of it. Yeah, I mean, a, a little bit. There's definitely been learnings and he he brings, you know, a lot to the party when the, you know, you know the, the kind of creator side, obviously, uh, he's, got, he's got his own studio and a lot of the stuff's recorded there. Um, uh, you know, so that side of it's pretty well handled. Uh, I think we both learned a little bit about running a label in the process and how to put music out. I think it's a lot easier than it was in many respects to actually just the mechanics of getting stuff out. There's mm. some really good tools to do digital distribution, you know, really effectively. And 
much more easily than years ago. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not been it's not been too much of a, a burden. You know, we're just really excited about it. But uh, yeah, so it's going pretty well, I think. Very cool. Yeah, really excited. I mean, it it has the label itself has has well, it's having a fantastic year. Obviously, with new crowd company singles and the A three album as well from this year. So it's really yeah, it, yeah, we're looking really to have an pleased. exciting next year. Yeah, I mean the AE3, uh, you're really pleased with that. It got some really great reviews, and I know you, you've played it on the show and all that. But thanks very much for that. And we were actually quite surprised uh, at the, you know, really positive reviews here in the UK and Europe, um, considering um, you know the band's not played over here for several years. Mm. Um, but people seem to really like it, and it, it, it came out well. I think the vinyl release. Just the quality of the vinyl is really strong as well, and people seem to be really into that. So, um, yeah, he, he Alan's really happy with the response on that, and he'll be over here later this month. We're doing a show at the Hundred Club, of course, yeah, there, October twenty fifth. So, he's going to be playing the new material, and it sounds sounds wicked. So, yeah. Well, I definitely want to talk about that uh, upcoming uh, yeah. gig in a moment. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, just about Crowd Company in general. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been together for for some years now. How how did you all come together initially? Yeah, well, basically, um, I was thinking about when that was. I mean, yeah, we recorded the first album in 2014. And actually, the band was really started by myself and Emma Langstrom, the bass player. We were together in a, a previous band, Um and then we decided to do something a little bit different and, you know, wanted to uh, really embrace the kind of funk side of what we enjoyed playing in the previous band. So we started this band. It started off as a quartet when we recorded the album. Then we thought, ah, oh, I think we can hear horn ideas in here, you know, sax and trumpet, and we can hear some some of the vocals. So we actually got other people involved as we recorded the album. Um, and from there, it just all seemed to fall into place nicely that we'd then continue as that eight-piece band so things evolved after that album uh, so that's really how we how we came together um the uh old drummer from the first album he left uh fairly soon after us and the drummer we've had for the last several years robin lowry he's he's actually known our bass player for for decades so they're like a you know, super tight rhythm section from previous musical projects so that's you know fitted in really well um mm. So that's how things grew. Yeah, it was. It started off as a quartet and ended up being an eight-piece. <laughs> how long ago was the quartet? You said uh, that was th- uh, two thousand end of thirteen. Actually, when we supported Alan's band thirteen, it was a quartet, and then wow, uh, we went to the studio as a quartet and came out as an eight-piece. <laughs> 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 that's yeah. So. <laughs> that's very exciting <laughs> yeah. so the so was there a vocalist as well uh, were you the vocalist at that point or well was it i was a vocalist yeah then we, we yeah i was were we doing well we just did a couple of instrumentals and most of it was me singing mm-hmm. we realized that we you know i've always really enjoyed other voices on mm-hmm. you know records and harmonies and you know sharing vocal duties you know that i guess bands like you know fleetwood mac with three singers and all that and so we could hear other voices and we got esther and joe in um on the session and they, they've worked together a lot in the past as well and their voices blend really nicely the whole thing seemed mm. to just work well so yeah that's how that that's how that worked out so again no no big grand plan there <laughs> mm, just just, uh, just happened yeah yeah 
It's great. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think that's a very distinctive approach that Crow Company has with their their product. You're right. That that uh, three part uh, yeah. vocal uh, thing works brilliantly, and it's a, it's a really nice touch for the for the band. Thanks. I think. Yeah, people seem to like it, and it uh, keeps things maybe a little bit mixed up. And uh, you know, you're going to get three three lead singers and harmonies throughout the gig. Um, and uh, yeah, we just we just uh, we just really like it. You know, it's just uh, mm. it seems to work well. So hear hear a lot of that on the new album, and um, you know, we've really uh, I think since that first album, you know, we've uh, you know we featured on Stone and Sky in this album, all voices fairly equally now. On that first album, it was mostly me singing lead and backing vocals, but things have moved on from there, and everybody's taking duties on on the lead vocals now between the three of us. So mm. yeah, is it easy to divide that up? You know, when you're, everyone sort of has an equal part, is that kind of like, you know, it would just be better at times with one person or is it, you know, it's just a, a natural organic way of everyone's getting their, their share? Yeah, I mean, actually, it's a really good question. We've not really ever thought about it, about shares. It's just really come from the song. So like with this album, we didn't really have any grand plan in terms of like how many songs everybody should sing, but we just wrote the songs and then depending on who's written them and, you know, we, uh, you know, and what suits the song in terms of the voices, we, you know, we kind of work things out from there. As it's turned out, it, it's again a fairly even split on this album, you know, of the three vocals. And mm. uh, pretty much in every song, there's, you know, there's some element of, you know, harmonies or backing vocals as well. So, yeah, but it's a good, it's a good question. We never really, we never really divvied it out like that. <laughs> um, yeah, just what suits the song and who's written the song and all that. You know. And when it comes to sort of performing, I mean, you guys, you've got an extensive uh, list of places that you've you've performed at, uh, say, amazing venues and, and, and countries. I mean, how, how does your sort of music translate to a live kind of environment, something you guys embrace a lot? Yeah, I mean, I think we really, we really love the live performance and really try and give it our all. And um, we've always enjoyed taking the songs that we've written and then having a few jumping off points live so mix it up a little bit you know there's uh quite a bit of improvisation in there you know oh, wow. in there and um you know i think i, th- I think we've you know, we've all come from that sort of background and really you know really enjoy that so yeah that's that's where things really you know really come to life and uh yeah we've been lucky to play some great places we just actually just did a gig at jazz cafe last night Wow, yes, with, of course you uh, said. Yeah, with the uh, Tom Brown, the funky for Jamaica guy, you know, he we were opening for him. Um so uh yeah, we 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 we're doing quite a bit with you know, we're looking to do more um outside of the UK if we can line up some some good dates. We've not we've not really done a European, you know, mainland Europe kind of tour. Um although we have sold quite a few albums there. We looked at the sales figures and the reviews are strong and some of the countries we just need to, you know, find an agent to help us navigate, uh, you know, booking gigs there. Um, and we're also looking to do something in the states as well because we, funnily enough, on the we we seem to the the, uh, the album sales. We look at that. We've actually sold more in the US than here. I think maybe. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we just need to sort something out and try and get some gigs going over there. But yeah, mm. we're pretty pretty busy in the UK. You have performed in the states though, haven't you? Uh, quite a bit. Well, um, not actually, not with 
not with this band. It was with the previous mm-hmm. band. They had a, a blues funk band that me and the bass player were in. Um, so that was pre that was pre Crowd Company that we did that. Oh, okay, uh, we did two little tours of the West Coast actually, which were great. Um, but not but not with this band. Yeah. Do you find audiences differ from overseas stuff? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good question. I think. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, I think that the the US audiences, you know, tend to be a little bit more, you know, into their dancing than um, than (laughs) jumping around a little bit crazily. Uh, Is that good or bad? (laughs) It's good (laughs) to an extent. I mean, you know, we're happy that anybody's moving, you know, but um, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm not sure there's, I'm not sure there's a massive difference. Obviously, the big difference is it's just a much bigger market, and that funk soul, and and then the you know the jam band scene is just a lot bigger over there. And there's a you know a really well defined circuit there that's much more extensive than over here. Uh, mm. it's, you know, bigger fan bases because there's you know, more people, and so that's you know I think here we've got a scene, but it's it's obviously not as uh, not as extensive as the US, and also I think the modern you know the modern funk kind of soul slash jam band scene is you know is, is a is a really big deal over there um less so here but uh having said that i mean interesting to see what's been happening in the last couple of years the you know lettuce who are at the forefront of that modern funk scene over yeah, the US. yeah yeah you know that i mean they're getting really big over here they they sold out two nights at jazz cafe last year and they're coming back wow. next year to a much bigger venue and you know, so there's there's definitely interest here. Soul Life came over here, Alan's other band, and they sold out Jazz Cafe mm-hmm. last year. Um, but it's obviously it's all smaller scale from a scene perspective to the US, and that I think that's why I listened to your interview with Simon from the New Master Sounds, and they're good friends of ours, and right. that's how they, you know, that's how they're making their their living is really by working that US market. They're not playing here over here so much, but you can kind of understand why because it's a it's a much more developed scene. Um, mm. But you know, there's a lot of interest here as well, and it's uh, it's you know it's great. We just got to keep uh, keep plugging away. You know, there's it's packed out last night in a jazz cafe for Tom Brown, and you know, so there's the scene there. Um, but uh, yeah, good audiences both sides of the pond, I'd say. Yeah, it's a really ex- uh, sort of exciting genre, really, because I I, I think there's, there's a, there is a strong market for it in in Europe. You have uh, you know legendary almost um, contemporary bands in Germany like Mighty Macumbos. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got uh, the Record Kicks uh, Italian yeah, uh, label that celebrate uh, contemporary funk and soul as well. Uh, Freestyle Records in the UK, we have UK bands, yeah. much, you know, like Crowd Company. Anna Williams. And it, well. absolutely yeah and it's 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 sort of it's a it's a really exciting genre uh of music you're right i mean i, I i've often wondered about like sort of a uk embracing of that i guess someone like craig charles obviously is, is he's really at the champion, forefront. Yeah. yes yeah. absolutely you know so it's it is exciting uh it's certainly an exciting time it has been for some years i think i think so as um, well yeah, yeah. Uh, what's interesting as well is there's been some crossover hasn't there? like that i noticed we play with smooth and terrell uh, a few weeks ago under the bridge and mm. um i think they've done just a really good job of kind of crossing over genres a little bit you know they're getting a lot of airplay yeah. radio 2 radio 6 and that and that's i mean that's really exciting for the for the scene that there's those kind yeah. of breakout kind of bands as well um 
uh, and that's always interested me a little bit is, and that's kind of, I suppose, with our band is that we're not so interested in really just playing a homage to what was, you know, and doing the, doing the, um, you know, the Hammond funk thing, you know, yeah. uh, we, we do have a Hammond, <laughs> we do play funk, but, <laughs> but I, I won't guess, tell, <laughs> but I think, it, you know, we're, we're interested in, you know, maybe more of a modern, modern take on that. And, mm. uh, I think bands like uh, you know Smooth and Twelve and some of the others you mentioned they've done a really good job of taking that essence of the genre, but you know putting their own stamp on it and moving yeah. things forward, mixing it up a little bit because uh, you know after all, if you want something that's just an authentic you know replay of something from the sixties, then you know you may as well just play the play the records yeah. on the turntable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we talked about like the the amount of bands and stuff that there are, but what's also exciting about as you say with smooth and Toro as an example uh well as you with yourselves as an example is the fact that you there that are it's the longevity that these names have as well so smooth and Toro, several albums under their belt yourselves you're entering into your third project yeah. so it's it, it you know that it's stuff like that that makes it even more exciting and it shows that you know it's not just the slew of one hit wonder bands it's right. uh it, it's it's bands with who are really establishing a, a legacy and uh a, a, an incredible catalogue as I said, much like Crowd Company, which is particularly exciting. Yeah, well, that's great. Thank you very much. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that, but I suppose you're right. It's, uh, yeah, and it's, um, I think, I mean, bands like Smooth and Trouble, they've put in a, just a lot of work on gigs. If you look at their, if they've yeah. shown me their gig calendar, it's like, Jesus, you know, it's very expensive. <laughs> so it's a lot of hard work and, uh, you, you know, you can't expect everyone just to come across you. You've got to go out there and, you know, some of the support act band, the thing we did last night was an opening act you know slot but you know out of that we won over some new new fans came up and mm. records at the end of all that and it helps extend you know if they've not heard crowd company before hopefully you know more of them have heard of them going forward and i think that's that's almost the old school school way isn't it for many bands that that's how they've uh built up by a lot of uh hard gigging and getting the name out there and building up the fan base that way i mean obviously now we've got spotify and digital streaming and all that so anybody can find your music but you still you still need a reason to go and search for the band name. You know, you, you may, yeah, may pop yeah. up on a playlist, of course, but, you know, there's so much out there now. You've got you've to gotta go to where these people are and try and win them over, you know. Yeah. Is it difficult kind of I mean, when you talk about sort of live performances and I guess potentially, you know, needing to increase the amount? Is it difficult juggling eight people's schedules? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah, my because I manage the band as well, so yeah, it's an absolute nightmare to be quite honest. <laughs> it must be, I mean, isn't it? I suppose on some nights you are a quartet again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, there's the eight piece, the the, the horns, um, a little bit more interchangeable, and uh, you know, we've got a, a few a few horn players that we play with. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, generally it's fine. Uh, it's just. Um, quite a lot of coordination of people's diaries and chasing up people for <laughs> replies to emails on dates and all that can yeah. be hard work. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same. Every band has it, you know, every, everybody who looks after their band, especially if they're self-managed has the same, the, yeah, the same, <laughs> the same stories to tell, but because uh, there's eight of us, it's uh, probably a little bit more complex than a trio. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully one night that everyone will be present for is, as you've already mentioned, the um, the Vintage League oh, Showcase, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, gosh, what an incredible lineup. So we're talking Friday, the Octo- oh, Friday October uh, 25th, uh, the 100 right. Club uh, in London. Um, gosh, what a lineup. So we have the Alan Evans Trio. We have yep. Crowd Company. We have the Joe Tatton Band, or Joe Tatton, obviously, from the new Master Sounds. And we have DJ Calamity Jade as well. And we talked about that kind of reach of, of bands and, um, you know, people bringing that, that, this kind of contemporary funk and soul to the UK. I mean, we can't not discuss Jade. I mean, yeah. she's been pivotal in, in bringing, I think, a, a huge amount of names to, to, UK, yeah. to UK audiences. She ha- well, she has. I mean, she's an absolute dynamo. I mean, I don't know how yeah. how she sleeps because she's like so <laughs> so busy. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think it's interesting. Isn't it? I mean, it, it takes it takes a number of people to really help move. You know, th- I mean, you're doing your bit, obviously, and uh, you know, there's obviously Craig and her and other DJs and that, which is great. But yeah, she she's an absolute she's an absolute whirlwind. So we're really pleased she's coming over for that. That yeah, yeah. She's uh, she did the publicity for Al- for the Alan Evans Trio album. Yeah, album she did. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that should be great. Yeah, but, yeah that... we're looking forward to the night. It should be it should be a great night. And uh, you know, they're going to play their new album, Alan, and we'll we'll get a preview some a few of our new tunes as well. And uh, that'll be our that actually be our single launch, which singles actually coming out on that day, <laughs> coincidentally. Um, so yeah, it should be quite a quite a party. Maybe selling MP3s on the night. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be we'll be reading out the the link to iTunes, <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> yeah, we we may we may we may press this as a forty five. We've actually got two instrumentals recorded. This single is an in, this first single is actually an instrumental. Uh, uh, we may we may press up a limited forty five of that and the other instrumental, but that won't be done for that date that'll be a digital release date well uh, yeah well i hope you do uh for the um uh just well for the singles in general i mean it's uh but uh, talking about the night i mean it's it's a wonderful showcase and a great introduction to vintage league so um anyone that's there is just gonna have the best time thank you be incredible yeah thanks yeah so we we, uh we talked about uh uh, a closing song uh as as we we have on each of these podcast episodes may i ask if you had a moment to to pick something that you would like to share with our listeners yeah um i I mean i'd love to share the single i don't know if we're allowed if if that's you're the boss (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean I, i thought maybe we could share that single with um so you know, it comes out officially the twenty fifth October. But if you want to share it, you know, before then we could we could do that. Um, this this is uh, yeah, for the album actually, the horn section that we collaborated on for the whole album was the horn section from Lettuce. So two incredible oh, players. Wow. Yeah, it's Ryan Zodis and Eric uh, Bloom, and yeah, they're featured pretty heavily on this single. Um, so I'd love people to hear that. Um, so maybe that would be the the choice. That's super. That's that. a perfect choice. <laughs> okay, cool. That's perfect choice. And what awesome bands to have uh, to have at your disposal as well. Lettuce, as you said, on the forefronts of contemporary funk and soul as well. So yeah, huge Alan Evans connection as well. So that's yeah, I mean, it really came about through obviously good friends with him and know him, and they're su- yeah they're super busy touring with Lettuce. But as the stars aligned that around the time we recorded the album, they 
they could come and spend a couple of days with us. So that was great, and they're just really nice guys. But uh, wow, they absolutely, absolutely killed it. I mean, we couldn't be happy with uh, their contribution to the to the album. So yes, it's 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 uh, it's come out really nicely, I think. And uh, yeah, on this single, you'll hear a lot of uh, a lot of uh, soloing from Ryan on the sax, and uh, yeah, it sounds really nice. Excellent. Wonderful. It's a perfect closer if we're Great. allowed to use it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Just okay, to... <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Why not? I have an angry Jade but Perolini at me soon, but that's okay. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for your time. I, I can't wait for the, the 25th as well. So uh, as I said, anyone there is going to have a great time. I can't wait for the third album. Uh, as well in subsequent singles as well so congratulations uh with with everything rob it's an incredible um catalog of music that you've given and uh it's uh and continue to give so congratulations uh to you and the whole team so it's amazing stuff Uh, thanks a lot imran and thanks for having me on the podcast Uh, i do listen to this podcast a lot it's great thank you so much (laughs) yeah thanks for everything you're doing for the for the genre as well so yep thanks very much thanks so cheers Thank you.